it's beginning to look a lot like Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kid's pastor share their messy attempt at raising a Christ-centered family. We may not know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. This is Christ in the Chaos. I am here with my husband, Joel, and I am Kathleen. And I'm Joel. <laughs> I hey, should, welcome oh, you back. Know, we done, hold on, let's try it again. This is Christ in the Chaos. This is my husband, Joel, here with his wife. Wait, that makes it sound like we have another spouse. This is not a Anyways, polygamous marriage. welcome back to Christ in the Chaos. <laughs> and this week we're talking about Christmas. No, not really. Oh. This week we're talking about um, the holidays in general from the Thanksgiving through New Year's range. We're talking about where we go and what we do. Not in excruciating detail because we're going to go into that. We're going to go into the excruciating detail in later episodes. Um, this is more Could about, be argued that all of our episodes are excruciating detail into our lives. Sorry. But. Sorry, world. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, it's time for the family check-in. Yay. So we're going to check in. You should check in with your family. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I feel weirdly well rested. I woke up, I woke up really early this morning and Levi was coughing and he was, of course, in her, of course he was in our, his bed, in our bed with us. Um, yeah, I've decided our children are like gold. They're pretty and valuable, but it's hard to sleep with a pile of it in your bed. <laughs> um, he was coughing, but then, so I woke up like 20 minutes before my alarm was supposed to go off. And instead of trying to get more sleep, I just snuggled him real hard. Sounds aggressive. Well, he just, he enjoyed it. He wasn't sleeping either, so we just had we just had hugs, and the rest of the day was kind of downhill from there. Um, but I mean, how could you go uphill from there? Well, I ended up snuggling with him at the end of the day. So yep. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a great end of the day after hours and hours, literally hours and hours. I think we spent a combined four hours on the phone with Disney Plus on hold, <laughs> trying, to um, to trying to get it to work. Um, we finally got it to work sort of at the end in the sense that we signed up for the free trial, even though we've already paid for the subscription and watched Toy Story 3 as a family all snuggled up together on the couch. And it was, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. This, we are not sponsored by Disney plus, but Disney kind plus. Yeah. How are you? Is that what you're waiting for me to ask? You can just jump in with it. I didn't want to. How are you, Joel? I'd really like to know <laughs> how is the, the deep recesses of your heart? The motorcycle saga continues. Oh Yeah. So I called the motorcycle place that stayed open late so I could get there. And they said, yeah, we close at eight. And I said, okay, I have a flat tire on my bike. Can I bring it in? And you change it. They go, yeah, no problem. So I, a buddy, great guy, jumped in to save the day. He begged, borrowed, and stole his way into you a should trailer. Just clarify that this buddy left his own family and his own three yes. children at home to help us. Yeah, so it wasn't all work for him. Um, <laughs> no, he, I'm, see, I'm thinking about he, he the wife at home. motorcycle trailer, came to help me. We drive out to this place, and I get there, and they go, oh, you have to take the wheels off. We don't do it with the wheels on. And I was like, well, I could, if I could get, take the wheel off, I could replace the tire myself. Why do I need you? Yeah. So, anyways, that was fun. I said some bad words. 
Um, I said some bad words. But other than that, it's been good. And I ended the day sitting on a chair with Levi snuggling me, drinking his milk. We watched Toy Story 3 and there's like a kind of alarming stuffed monkey in Toy Story 3. And he was sitting on my lap at that point. And he actually physically started shaking. The monkey is pretty like existentially Intense, yeah. frightening. <laughs> like it's creepy. But yeah. So other than that, though, I'm, I'm doing great. Well, speaking of spending time with your family, today we are talking about what we do for the holidays, where we go, what we do. Basically, where do we spend our time? So you can imagine what we've been talking about and thinking about yeah. well, as I mean, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Except for that we've, we, these are decisions that have been made really months ago at this point. Um, and that is after years and years of learning, because I will go out on a limb to say, especially for a newly married couple, um, but also just for any family, a family who has a new child um, or has just started a family with one kid, that this is honestly, at least for us, this was like one of the biggest struggles in our early marriage. Um, we actually, not to brag on our early marriage, but I think even though we had a hard time, our marriage was fine. And this was like one of the things that caused conflict between us and just caused discord in the beginning. It was a lot of negotiating and figuring things out, but we got there. Yes. Or we got here. Yes, we got to where we are. Um, <laughs> we definitely got to where we are. <laughs> one of the things that made it so hard for us is that we both come from very, like, family-oriented families. We are both the middle children of three kid families with parents who are still together, who traditionally up to marriage have always spent the holidays with our own nuclear families. Um, I don't think I've ever spent a Christmas or Thanksgiving away from my family until we were married. Um, so uh. yeah. <laughs> I I think it's definitely one of those things that you want to figure out early on in the marriage and have out loud vocal conversations about what is important to you and why. And we'll talk about kind of our our deal breakers at the end of the the episode. But definitely the like this is what we our expectations of the holiday are. And get down to that basic minimum because it's not your expectation of the holiday can't be. I spend it with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so our schedule as it stands right now, and this is how it's shaken out for the last couple of years, is that we spend Thanksgiving at home in and by at home I mean in Sacramento, um, with my family and in particular with my brother and his wife, who's really only his wife this year. They got married in May. Um, but they're they're kind of the draw home for Thanksgiving. Um, then we do a like very close like our church family like the our Ditos um, on Christmas Eve Eve and some other very close church friends. Um, Dito is the sound of the doorbell. Yeah, at their, at their house. house, and so that's what our children call yeah, them. And we usually spend my uh, that with um, our our my best friend and um, her family, and then um, on Christmas Eve. We go to church. I am almost always working at two or more services on Christmas Eve. So we know that that is reserved for church. And so it works out perfectly because my sister kind of hosts my parents and her family. And then us as we're like navigating around church. Um, usually that means I'm still at work, but the, the boys and Joel have somewhere to go on Christmas Eve and not like mm. pathetically by themselves at our house. Um, and then, it's not all bad. And then uh, Christmas morning we do at our own home. 
usually Christmas day, we go over to my mom's, uh, mom and dad's, and then we visit, <laughs> poor dad, we love you, dad. Um, and then we visit Joel's family for like a five day stretch that almost always um, includes the new year. Um, so that's kind of where we've shaken out. And a lot of that is because um, up until this year, I've worked Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and Joel's dad has worked Christmas Eve. And so making that a thing has always been borderline impossible. Yeah. You work weekends and holidays. It's really hard. The The one time we drove up there um, on Christmas Eve night after I finished um, my last Christmas Eve service, um, our kids brought the plague with them. And it was like... It was the worst Christmas of all. <laughs> um, they like they were fine when he put them in the car, and then we pulled one of the kids out, and he was hot. And then he like snotted all over everybody in the family, and everyone in the house got sick, and it was rough. It was a party. That's where we are. So I guess how did we get there might be helpful information. What what those considerations we looked into, and the pieces that moved around. Well, I think that the first thing that we had to consider was all of the people. And like I said, we both came from three kid families. So my brother lives in L.A. Joel's sister lives in D.C. Um, My sister and her husband live here. And Joel's brother and his soon-to-be wife also live here. Mm -hmm. But then our parents, my parents live here. Joel's parents live up in northern, northern California. And another thing that always ends up playing into where we go when is my sister's husband's family occasionally will come and visit during Christmas or they'll visit them during Christmas. And where my sister and her husband and and our niece and nephew end up also affects where we're going to be when. So there's this like moving puzzle where like everybody is like creates a chain reaction of who's going to be where. And I think the niece and nephew play an outsized role just because. You know, if we if we don't if we're not with my brother, my thirty year old brother on Christmas Day, he'll be fine. Yeah, he can. We can say, hey, sorry, can we meet you this day and do presents and stuff with the kids? And he's okay with that. It's harder to explain to a five year old. Oh, you don't get to see your cousins today because you know. Don't worry, we'll do Christmas with them later. Our kids tend to roll with that. I think. Well, yeah, and they tend to be. Oh, this is first Halloween. We'll just do second Halloween later. Like, yeah, but, but, and it's my, my thing too is like my top priority is being, I mean, obviously my top priority is being with our family on Christmas. Um, but if we're considering all these other people, um, the, the niece and the nephew who are our only niece and nephew, mm-hmm. and for the indefinite future, will be the only niece and nephew we have. Yeah. And building that relationship between the kids. Yes. As opposed to, um, kind and of prioritizing our own feelings. Our four kids are very close. They see each other um, multiple times a week, I would say. At least mm-hmm. it, always once a week, often twice to three times a week. Um, so it's it's important to us to... Those kids are a big important part of where we end up spending our time. But also your brother and my sister are the very far away. people, yes. Yeah, we don't see them very often. And so where they're going to be tends to also play an outsized role just because we don't get to see them. And so when you have the opportunity, kind of take it. Like logically, um, we would spend Thanksgiving with Joel's family and Christmas with mine, except for that Thanksgiving is when my brother comes up north. um, And my brother and I are very close. And as much as I would want to blame this on the kids, like, oh, I want them to have a relationship with my brother. 
I know I, I want to have a continued relationship with my brother. That's important to me. And his, and his wife does rock and I love spending time with her. She's like my diet Coke buddy and my, but, and that sounded metaphorical. It's not. No, we just, they we, literally just we go buy each diet other. Cokes together. Whenever one of us is like on the way to the house, they're like, do you want me to pick you up a diet Coke? Um, but it's just a matter of those far away. And then, and then Joel's sister who lives further away, but I think actually travels to California more often. Um, mm. Or or similarly. Yeah, I think she tends to trump when she's in town just because she's so rare. But yeah, it's just balancing those is hard. Also, she watches our children. And then her husband. um, (laughs) Hint, hint to anyone who wants to see them, I guess. (laughs) Looking at you, Will. Um, And then her husband is over here even less often. In fact, we get to see him this week, which I'm pretty excited about. And then. Um, the other thing is kind of managing everybody else's expectations with regard to where we are. And in particular, because we bring grandkids and niece and no, we don't have any nieces. We have only have nephews. Um, and, and that is an important part of the dynamic in Joel's family is that we are bringing the only kids into this, the situation, which in some ways makes it very important that we want them to have a relationship with their aunts mm-hmm. and uncles. We want them to have a, a, a relationship with their grandparents. But it also has the weird effect of we are the ones changing the dynamic when we come into the adult situation. They could have an adult, not like a sexy Christmas, but <laughs> they Ooh, could it's have an like, adult situation. you should know that when I say adult situation and I'm talking about the DeMant family, I am talking about them playing board games board together, games and bad complicated words. <laughs> board games. Together. They don't use that many bad words, to be fair. Um, but like they're we really bring down the level of board game that they can play because our kids destroy anything that we gets don't bring set down out on the level. We just increase the size of the smallest piece <laughs> they can play with. Um, so th- those are all of the, the people that we consider. Um, but there's kind of a methodology that we came up with of, this is kind of like reverse engineering what we already do. Um, but it's just the, the ways to make this decision where you're going to spend your holiday less stressful. And here's the three steps. One, uh, set your anchors. Where do you absolutely have to be when to have your expectations met to have the kind of holiday that you want? And I think it's important to, I'm not gonna say simplify, but lean out your anchors. Like don't say, I want to have these foods. And that's my, no, these are the like, the anchors, the things that are the minimum that we're going to do. What are you going to take time off work for kind of yeah. thing? <laughs> and what are you going to, like, which hills are you going to die on? Mm-hmm. Are you going to die on the, we have to have pumpkin pie hill? Probably not. But we have to have a meal with my extended family at some point. Yes. Yeah, except for we, that's not one of them. No, our it's three. not one of ours. That was an example. <laughs> All right. So our three anchors are we that we, um, we go to church on Christmas Eve. Um, I mean, that is my job. Um, so I'm <laughs> so kind of really in it, but also Jesus. that's a thing. Also Jesus. Um, second is we visit Joel's family, which means taking a trip up North to them, though. I'm just saying they could come visit us this year. Um, not really. Cause we're going on a anniversary vacation. And while we're can't drive. Yeah. And your mom's broken. Um, knee replacement surgery, not her soul. And the third mm-hmm. anchor that we have is I have it in quotes, Christmas with my parents and what that means is that there is a day where we sort of pretend it's Christmas, even if it's not actually Christmas Day. And we have like traditions that we do with my family. Um, and 
And it's just so it's in quotes Christmas in the sense that it does not have to be on the 25th of December. We had setting your anchors and then um, communicate your anchors and your expectations really early. Like, I think once you get to September, you may already be too late. Oh, I think once you get engaged, you might already be too late. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like, have this discussion with your significant other years in advance. Yeah. And then you can have with your family in October. And then... And make it clear. You got to be clear to them. Yeah. It's it, not. It's about communicating your expectations. Mm, I would say, say, no, no, no. This is what we're doing. We could be, I'm going to bag on your family for a little bit. <gasps> we could be so clear and we could communicate it so early. And if in particular, nope, this is just your mom. If your mom is not in the right state of mind to hear it, it's it doesn't matter. It's not just what, early. Communicate early. Communicate often. That's your problem. You're a one and done kind of gal. You got to. That's because I write it down. And then it's on my calendar. Uh-huh. And then my expectations. I've sent you emails. You don't read them. I don't, you're right. I don't read emails. Um, so communicate early and apparently often and in multiple forms of uh, yes. like carrier pigeon, email, strongly worded, uh, talking to, uh, looking someone in the yeah. eye. And everybody kind of has to take responsibility for their own family. Yes. And then remembering who your family is um, now, which is us. Um, that was a, I remember that and you apparently don't, but I remember that being a big moment in our fam, in our family where we sat down and said, we're going to spend, what are, what are our anchors? Well, anchor number one is we're spending the holidays with our family, not our extended family, our family, which is you, me, the boys. And I remember you saying that and being like, yes, that is, that's the minimum. Everything else would be great, but that's where we're starting. And then setting, but setting that expectation with our extended families was, or communicating it was harder. Well, I think, I don't think but it was communicating it, for me. It was just doing it too, because yeah. like you're used to being in your family and making this transition. I don't care how much you love your spouse and how much you love your family. It is hard to let go of the things that brought you joy when you were a kid. And being with my family at Christmas, not just as a kid, but as a teenager and as a young adult, was one of the things I looked forward to all year and was like, especially when I was in the hardest part of swimming, um, it was like the the reprieve. It was like, this is different. This is relaxing. Mm-hmm. We're all together. Um, so I, I the the third thing besides setting your anchors and communicating early often is um, to know that you can't please everyone. And that, that'll probably include yourself and that you just have to have some peace with that um, because it literally is impossible to um, meet everybody's expectations around the holidays. There's only one you. We live in different parts of the state and different parts of the country and not everybody is going to have their expectations met every year. And that is just something I, I like to try to achieve my way out of um, disappointing people. and you can't do it in the holidays. It's just not a, there's just not it's not a time in the day sometimes. And there's only the one Christmas day. So you can only spend Christmas day with one person. Like some people are able to, you know, go house to house. We're just not. And kind of getting to that point where everyone was on board with that took a long time, but now I think it works really well. I also enjoy spending holidays with your family. It's just because of the cookies though. That's where we go. What do we do when we get there? And how do you organize it? Because we do a lot. 
yeah, that our our December calendar is nuts. Um, not just because December is nuts for everybody, but for me, it's we have like a major church event in early December, a kids service in late December, close to Christmas, and then we have Christmas Eve services. And so, all Which is kind of a big deal for our religion. Yeah, so it's just a lot of of unusually heavy work time in the midst of of what when other people are resting <laughs> it's like i'm like putting the snow machine up on a um okay, I mean, i'm sorry you're, you're, putting the- <laughs> okay, you're putting a snow machine up on the top of the uh the church roof and it's like raining and we're like sitting there trying to make sure that like then we have enough oh i need to buy i need to buy snow um that is like i'll put that on the list right now but the question of how you're going to use your time there's kind of two different categories of this one how you calendar the events that you're going to attend and not attend in the month of December and in November a little bit less. And then um, what experiences you're going to pursue for your family. Um, so first, the boring one. Um, how do you calendar and how do you decide what you're going to go to and what you're not going to go to? Well, it's easy. I just ask you what we're doing this weekend and you tell me. That is accurate. Um, I am the manager of life during the holidays. But the question is, how do you prioritize where you're going to go and what you're not going to go to? And the first thing we put is church, then family, then kind of friends and school events. And while it sounds awesome that we put church first. It's because we are good, holy family. It's it's we have learned to do that because they pay me and you have learned to do that because they pay your dad like they paid your dad. That's your whole background, which like uniquely set you up for this life where we're still doing church first, even on December 24th. Yeah. Which set my family up, I think, to be very understanding of us not being there on Christmas yes. Day because they know, oh no, you work on Sunday, you work on Christmas. It's kind of what we do. I don't shame people for not going to church or for missing it, but when we have church people that don't go to church on Christmas Eve or like don't, some of them literally like don't even know that that's like a like really common thing. Because they're like, yeah, we went on Sunday. I look at them and I'm like, you have to go. <laughs> like, I have to go. You have to go. Um, and I actually love Christmas Eve service. It is <laughs> one of my favorite things of the whole year. But it's just really funny because I'm like, that is the anchor of our Christmas is going to Christmas Eve service, getting out that candle, singing Silent Night, building that nativity, you know. And I thought that would be much harder for me coming from a family that, that only did that a couple of times in my whole life. But if we've learned anything from this podcast, it's doing what Jesus wants you to do is always easy. Yeah, it's no, it's not always easy. But um, this one is going to uh, extra Christmas Eve services. That's easy. That's joyful. Yeah, they're fun, too. Um, the next thing we, we would prioritize are things with our family, because Christmas is not just a time to um, I know we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. But let's get real. Jesus did not. He wasn't born in December. Um, Jesus is like. Easter's the thing. Um, thank you, God, for sending Jesus as a baby. He showed up as something we didn't expect. That's great. I love the sentimentality and the celebration of it. But honestly, one of the greatest things about Christmas, and I'm going to say it is super Jesus-y, is that it is a time to intentionally reconnect with people. And so our family and and making it an intentional time of reconnection, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's a, a worthy goal. And not just your family, family, quote unquote, but we do intentionally make time on Lil Yule Often, which is the day before Christmas Eve, 
You'll hear more about the that made later. made-up holiday that Joel made up. <laughs> we make that our our extended church family Christmas where... You see, this is like the whole thing, though. We have our, like our small group who we're actually very close with, but these are like the people that we spend time with on, on Lily Lofton are like... They're like the ones who we They're like... not friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, They've moved past that. Um, they don't knock. They just come in and they get their own food out of the and fridge. The dog barks at them and tries to steal their cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, but... And making time to spend time with them is important too. And that's something I also look forward to. And then the last category of prioritization is our friends and uh, school, which I don't mean to diminish by putting them third. Um, but the reality I mean, is third is pretty good considering that it's third out of like infinity. Yeah. And, and one of the things that's a little bit of a struggle, and I'm sure this is true of when you were a pastor's family and being a, um, kids pastor is there's a lot of people who like like appreciate you and then want to spend like time with you or there's like oh come to this party come to this thing come and it's just like there have to be times when you're like no we just need to like sit at home and put sprinkles on popcorn and watch elf and um that's a very specific very specific (laughs) reference (laughs) no No, i never got invited to those parties um That does not surprise me too much. Um, but it's it's it is okay to say no to invitations at Christmas time. People understand that you are busy. Um, but this is like me giving myself a pep talk because I don't actually live by this advice that I'm giving right now. It's important though to make time for your extended network and friends at Christmas and your work people and your school. But you know those things making that are space like, for them. You know those things that are like, uh yeah, I'll go. Um I think of this as no, being... No, but I bet a bunch of people are listening or guessing which ones they are. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're not going to get very many invitations this year. No. I think setting that early, understanding what your like limitations my are. dad's... When my dad used to have Christmas parties for his office, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll go get the free meal when I was like young. And now it, he just retired this year, so this is a totally moot point. But I wouldn't go anymore. I love him, but no. Yeah. Just be intentional about where you're going so that you don't run yourself ragged. So the last kind of area we wanted to talk about about what we do is what experiences you want to pursue for your family, what you want to have happen in the in the Thanksgiving Christmas zone of the year. Let me guess. Make a list. You make a list. Um, we have four. Uh, this will be our third year of making a holiday bucket list. We started doing a summer bucket list and a fall bucket list. And it might sound like a lot of work and be kind of high pressure. But let me be clear that we do not always accomplish all of the things on our bucket list. It's more about being intentional about what you pursue and celebrating um, the things that you got done during the season. So when we make the holiday bucket list, I'll put some things like um, have hot chocolate with marshmallows in it or uh, go Mm -hmm. Christmas caroling, which we always do to like three houses that we drive to of specific people or um or jump in leaves and then jump in leaves is a fall we'll bucket go list item. leaves and call it jumping in leaves. yeah i mean these are sometimes like 15 minute things and then i'll also put gimmies on there like go to christmas eve service um spend time with joel's family or you know drive to humboldt make and then then there's like the dream items like go to the snow and make a snowman which we did not do last year and no I'm we not never sure. do it's weird i i'm not a snow person at all but the point is the bucket list you created at the beginning it's a way of memorialize, memorializing what you did during that season. And I will say every time we've done it, I've looked back on it and been like, 
we made some really great memories. And I do not at all fixate on the things we did not get done. I just move on because you realize that when you did 10 out of 12 items or 12 out of 16 items on that list, that you did accomplish quite a bit and you did make some real memories with your family. So maybe it's not necessarily about making the list beforehand as much as it is is keeping track of what you do when you do it. So Wrong. That, Make it beforehand. Okay. But then when you look back, you have something to look back on. So you don't. Yes. Because you do forget. It gets so busy. You forget what you've done. Yeah. You forget where you've been, who you've talked to. And if you write down who you've been and where you talked to, then when you look back, you go, okay, we didn't miss We didn't everything. waste it. Yeah. We didn't FOMO this. Oh. <laughs> It eradicates FOMO. So however you spend your holidays, make sure you do it on purpose. Spend some time in October and November. Enjoy yourself planning uh, because thinking about the holidays is joyful. And so you can put all these pieces together and plan in early November. And not only will it make the holidays easier, it makes everything go smoother. It makes sure that everybody's expectations are on the same page. But you'll be pursuing something that you actually wanted to pursue and not just letting the holidays happen to you and your family. All right, let's get to our favorite part of the episode. So that came up. So today we um, did finally get Disney Plus going and we did um, watch Toy Story 3 and it took us hours of work to get there, which means I did not work out. Um, and I still have not worked out and that's fine because that's fine. Um, but I was going to use Toy Story 3 as a, um, have the kids watching it and work out in the room with them. And I walked back to my room cause I don't like to work out in my like hang around clothes. And I was putting on my workout clothes and my shoes. And as I'm like getting dressed, Dane walks into my room and goes, mommy, will you come and snuggle me and watch Toy Story 3 with me, please? And Aww. I like there's a part of my brain that wanted to just keep putting on my workout clothes and like check off the workout. We did not practice piano today. We d- I did not work out today. We got very little done at home today. Um, but it was like one of those moments where like God is like, I'm, I'm sending a real clear message here about where you need to be and you need to get over yourself and go snuggle your kid. And so I did. And Toy Story 3 is a dark movie. This is what we learned when you actually <laughs> paid attention to it. You want to pray us out? All right. God, help us make sure that we are always where we are supposed to be in life and in the holidays. Help us enjoy the time of your birth. Help us remember what is important and help us be joyful and grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christ in the Chaos pod at email.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week, but even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.